Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Hey, Tanya. Hey, Kat. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. We're just happy, happy, happy today, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> I scratch my head. <laughs> <laughs> we are so, sometimes so random. I know. Anyway, well, maybe oh. not. Maybe you're way more put together. It's just me who kind of pulls crap out of nowhere. <laughs> you know what? We both pull crap out of nowhere, and that's what just makes us so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, or I, something <laughs> maybe we shouldn't have cut off the last episode because the laughing fit we had afterwards was pretty classic oh it was awesome in fact that would have been a great blooper just to have a whole blooper of us laughing <laughs> <laughs> exactly i could easily do that because we I have know. quite a few well if you just listened to the thyroid episode last week just know to know that after we signed off we spent a good i don't know while just chuckling and laughing because we think we're so funny we think we're the funniest people around. <laughs> what do you mean we aren't? <laughs> <I know. laughs> what? What does that even mean? Oh gosh. And you know how I was mentioning in the last uh, episode how my, to my toes are still freezing, but now I'm sweating. <laughs> That's a whole different hormone though, I, my friend. I know, but you know, I didn't have menopause because I had chemo. Yeah. Oh gosh. Anyway, well, I'm going to have cold feet and a sweaty face for this episode party people. That's all right. So what That's are we right. talking about? about yoga for the lungs uh -huh. and basically lung conditions that a lot of our peeps deal with all mm -hmm. the time whether that's asthma chronic allergies whether it is you know maybe some early COPD or you know past early life illness traumas or chemotherapy I mean there's a lot of damage that can happen to the lungs over a lifetime so mm -hmm. yeah and yoga can increase the breath and the body awareness and slow our respiratory rate and promote calm and relieve stress. So a lot of the people that deal with these lung issues like asthma or COPD, stress is a big trigger for a lot of them. And so having yoga tools in their little toolbox, which, you know, we need to get a two pittas on a pod toolbox or something because we talk about our little toolbox all the time. We totally but do. That'd be so much fun. We could have a cute little healing bag with crystals and uh -huh. frankincense, and we could have a cat-sponsored journal and all the things. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, my it. gosh. I love that okay. idea. So if anyone listens to this episode and y'all want a Two Pittas on a Pod toolbox, you just let us know. We'll come up with something amazing. Oh, It'll yeah. blow your mind. I love the idea. I'm writing it on the side of my paper is a okay. <laughs> But so with that, like, right, we're talking about things that we can do for the lungs in the yogic wellness world. But it doesn't mean that it has to only be for chronic lung illness, right? It 100% applies to seasonal issues, 100% applies to the general cold. But with it is, you also need to know if you're talking about treating a cold by using 
using these tools? Are you in a safe place within that cold to be doing such things? Or should you be letting your body rest for 24 hours and then approaching these tools? So Mm -hmm. really being mindful about that balance as to what your body truly needs. For me, I, I walked down those paths, first of all, of talking about like what's the difference between acute lung conditions versus chronic lung conditions, right? You know, we talk about, well, like even just in the studio right now, kids have gone back to school, colds have come back out, people are getting COVID again, like the whole turnaround to health and wellness. And it's funny because I was thinking this the other day and I I probably am like totally putting this out there in the ether or whatever, but we can't just coexist with a whole plethora of people and germs if we're not mindful about how well we're taking care of ourselves. From the very bottom in terms of quality food that we're putting inside our bodies, additional supplements if we need those supplements, additional minerals if we need copper, zinc, selenium, you know, all of the likes when it comes to healthy body care, proper fluid, but then also keeping your vibrations high. The first thing one of that you brought up when you were talking about this is how stress affects it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, 100%. So, I mean, really, it's kind of this, and maybe it just is going to be my new theme is goes back to, you know, self-care. If you're not taking care of yourself, yeah, you're basically going to attract every bad thing that comes along. Can we do a self-care toolbox too? Well, I think that kind of covers it. Like I know, it kind of does. It kind of does. Yeah. But so we're talking acute acute lung conditions, right? So we're talking cold, congestion, allergies, the things that make our chest feel tight, the things that make us go, <clears throat> right? Like the, the crud that hangs out inside our body. And well, so what? Well, and even not even just talking about ailments, but I've had, I've got two, um, avid divers that come to yoga because they want to increase their lung capacity to help them when they dive. Oh, or when, if they're snor- and when they're snorkeling, they don't want to use as much oxygen when they're diving. So yeah, so there's lung health is an important thing. I Do you have people that come to your studio that bring their yeah, inhalers? We have a couple of people that do that. So, you know, got to take care of your lungs. Yeah. Somebody- yeah. And if you think about, I mean, you now like you just outsourced my brain and I'm like, oh, we could go down that path now, right now. Like when you think about Ayurveda and, you know, some of the things I've been learning in my thousand hour training is the importance of the order of the doshas. And up until now, I never really, I always gave all three of the doshas equal balance, but really medically speaking, it's vata that comes first and vata is air because without Mm -hmm. air, if we're not breathing, we're dead, right? And it's funny because I've always said that in like when I'm teaching pranayama early on, like I always tell people, you know, you can, you can go without food for up to 30 days. Like really, if you have trained your body to fast that way, you can actually survive up to 30 days without food. You can last up to like six, seven, eight days without water if you're not like in the desert. Like maybe it might be a little shorter, right? But you can't last more than three minutes without air. And so it is interesting that it is the first of the the three doshas Mm -hmm. and the importance in the quality of our lungs. And, you know, so we talk about acute illness. 
we talk about chronic illness, which are those big ones, right? Mm -hmm. And then we talk about, like, to your point, people who are using their lungs for their sports, whether they're runners, divers, you know, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. And it's funny because we take for, we take breathing so for granted. Mm -hmm. Until you can't. Until Until you you can't breathe. Yep. And then you're frustrated. Like the first thing is you're like, I'm so annoyed that I can't breathe. (laughs) They have done quite a few uh, studies um, on managing asthma and respiratory issues with yoga. There's very little proof that has a definite benefit. All the people in the studies felt better and felt less stress. You know, all the stuff that comes with yoga. People that had asthma, the, the study I looked up in particular was about asthma because I have a teacher training now that has asthma. But all of them felt better as far as addressing their asthma just by doing yoga. The thought behind that was that one of the things it could have been is just by doing yoga, it helps you to improve your posture. That opens the chest muscles and that encourages better breathing. So... There's that. Plus, there's the focus on pranayama in general. Mm -hmm. That, you know, even if your studio, and I know yours and mine does, but even if your studio doesn't regularly practice pranayama, they are teaching you concentrated breath. And even if they don't describe ocean's breath or describe, you know, victorious breath, but if they're indicating that you need to inhale and exhale at any point in time, those are important pieces of knowledge to the fact that you need to recognize your your lung capacity. Talking about the importance of paying attention to our lungs and Mm -hmm. all the tools that we have in the yoga world, I have a note on my page that yoga is the prescription to regular meds for your condition, whether it's acute or chronic. However, it is not a substitute for whatever prescribed medications your physician has given you, but we can add some natural holistic ideas for you. One in the terms of, and I know we've talked about this in our Ayurvedic sessions, is nausea oil for the nostrils, which if done correctly, does clear the sinuses, which helps make breathing slightly easier. There are cleansing smoke that you can use, which I would encourage you to check with your provider in terms of similar to what we have made in the U.S. as synthetic nebulizers and inhalers. But there are actual herbs you think about like eucalyptus leaves and peppermint leaves that are that are also used for clearing the lungs. Mm-hmm. That's not one of my go-tos because I don't love the idea of smoking anything but it's it is out there for those people who are interested oils Um, obviously in the diffuser yeah oh no i was gonna say it's smoking the eucalyptus you could use your doTERRA breathe Mm -hmm. and inhale that which is what took me to the oils in the diffuser eucalyptus deep blue tea tree breathe peppermint I mean the list goes on and on for oils that you can use diffused whether you put them in your hands and take a deep breath in through the nose or literally put them in a diffuser and let them permeate the room right mm-hmm. you can also use them like literally on your chest rubbing them in like with a carrier oil 
Arroyo to help expand the chest space and help bring heat and warmth to the area, to bring blood flow, to encourage movement in the lung space. And then we can take it down the path of pranayama. And pranayama, Mm -hmm. I mean, we've talked about it. The two probably biggest ones that I can think of is uh, kumbhaka, which would be breath retention, you know, where you're bringing in breath and holding it to help build strength, stability, consistency. But then also the second one would be your favorite, Veloma breath, where Mm -hmm. you're literally bringing in breath, pausing, bringing in more breath, pausing and bringing in more breath to really work on expanding the lung space and really trying to help build the capacity of the lungs. But it's so much about equalizing the pressure in the thoracic cavity. People don't even realize how cool or what a phenomenon it is that your lungs aren't actually expanded by breath, but they're expanded by their attachment to the rib cage and the pressure that's in the thoracic cavity, the chest cavity, that's equalized between your inhales and your exhales. It's really Mm -hmm. cool, actually. It's very cool. I was looking up some pranayamas for asthma in particular, and I came across one I had never heard of, and I'm curious if you have. It's Buteyko, B-U-T-E-Y-K-O, Buteyko breathing. It says it's not traditionally taught as part of yoga, but it's a set of exercises that help improve asthma symptoms. And you take a small breath in, and you hold it for three to five seconds, and you repeat that several times. And then you exhale through your nose, then you pinch your nose with your pointer finger in your thumb and you hold your breath for three to five seconds and then you breathe regularly for 10 seconds and that's supposed to improve your asthma symptoms as long as they're not severe and it's I thought, interesting because that's basically kumbhaka so they just took a yoga breath and changed the name maybe but <laughs> I, I thought i had never heard of yeah batiko breath that's um, weird I thought that was very odd Interesting. And trying to see where. I, oh, that was on Healthline. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting. We'll, I did we'll find some crystals the, for you. The Americanized version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the other piece is an importance to why we do pranayama for the lungs is first of all to equalize the pressure in the thoracic cavity, but then secondly is to release toxins, which are usually settled deep down low in the ribs, which is why when we get pneumonia, pneumonia tends to build from the base of the lungs up where the toxins have settled and that we're not clearing from, which is why when we have shallow breathers, they're really breathing in the upper part of their lungs and they're not clearing out the toxins that are hanging out in the bottom portions of their lungs, right? Mm -hmm. So that is helping us to release the toxins to break up any bacteria or chance of, you know, building pneumonia, but then also to increase the lung capacity as we've already mentioned. So it's It's really important to know and understand the importance of moving the lungs, consistently moving the lungs. So trying not to just consider breathing that shallow breath, but to every once in a while remind yourself, wow, like let's let's just lay back for a second and take a really big inhale. Because we don't. No. Like we forget to. No. And so that right there is my suggestion to segue into asanas and really Mm -hmm. work on that heart opening, really work on that tolerant spine really work on the shoulders down and in, lifting the sternum, lifting the rib cage to make breathing easier, less constraint.
constriction, more opening, more ease to help to strengthen the lungs, to help to increase the blood flow to the lungs, to help to lubricate the lungs, to help to stimulate the tissue of the muscles around so that it's easier to breathe as opposed to that tight chest feeling, right? Mm -hmm. And you think about how many of our students come to us after lifting weights and having tight arm muscles and then they're like, yeah, here I come. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, when's the last time you took a really big breath? (laughs) You know, (laughs) so it's all, it's all relative. So some of those big, big back bends are going to help you, whether it is cobra, camel, full wheel, up, upward facing dog, fish pose, cat, cow, dancers pose. They're all going to help with building lung capacity. But then so also are some of your great standing poses like triangle, where you're extending and broadening through the collarbones or half moon, same, same idea. And of course, spinal twists, because Mm -hmm. we take that twist, we wring out the lungs and then we take a nice big inhale, fresh breath, right? Mm -hmm. Cat, cow, locust, bridge pose, camel. Yep. All the, Mm -hmm. all the big back bend poses. I was just noticing (laughs) too, that when I went through pranayama, I didn't even include on my list Bastrika, Breath of Fire, Kapalabhati, right? Like, so mm-hmm. I missed well, several. And alternate nostril. That's mm-hmm. a good one too for asthma people in particular. But then yeah. I also know that Kat wants to talk about crystals because she's so excited about it. I am super excited. <laughs> super, super excited. Well, because as y'all know, Tanya and I wear rocks in our bras and in our pockets and in our purse. I've got one river stone that lives in my wallet uh, all the time. But moss agate is a great stone for helping people that have any kind of breathing problems because it is supposed to be helpful in fighting respiratory problems. So if you have, if you are sick and you feel that it's caused by something outside of you, then that's a good stone to try. Amber is another wonderful crystal that has been a blessing to people that have breathing issues and soaking the negative vibrations and transforming them into positive ones. So this gem helps heal the lungs so that um, maybe breathing procedures become easier. Um, Amethyst, I mentioned that in our thyroid one, but amethyst is great for breathing disorders and it's also great for anxiety. And um, so that kind of goes hand in hand because a lot of times when we have breathing issues, we also have a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety because of that. But amethyst will also help ward off negative thoughts and emotions. Malachite, Um, because it's a beautiful, pretty green stone. It (laughs) also helps with anxiety and tension. So when you can't breathe, we become anxious and we are filled with a lot of tension. And so wearing malachite or sticking it in your bra, your pocket or holding it can help ease in easing anxiety. So if you wear this stone, you're believed to stay protected from that stress that emerges due to chronic respiratory issues. Yeah, 100%. And a lot of times, especially for asthmatics when they're feeling like they can't breathe it does become scary it can induce panic attacks like it becomes a twofold problem right and Mm -hmm. you consider that a good deal of the stones you brought up were green stones 
It's also Mm -hmm. not by accident that we're at the heart chakra when we're talking about lungs and the heart Mm -hmm. chakra is green. So if a person errors on, hey, I can't find a moss agate, although we have them at the healing center, or you can't find a malachite, which we also have, is you can basically find any green stone. Aventurine is everywhere around you. Like just locate a green stone. And if you can't find green, fall back on blue because blue's throat chakra, it's not going to be too far off the mark and it's going to totally help you. I do love that you brought up amber. I wrote down amber because I'd kind of forgotten about amber as a really amazing grounding stone and that calming, peaceful place that brings you to, I'm going to say, I equate amber to a deep sigh. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, yep. you know, you've seen my big chunk of amber that I have and I just feel better when I wear it. So I probably wear it more than anything. Have you ever encouraged people to sip crystal infused water. So there's a lot of people who are starting to do that because they actually now have bottles where they have the little, Mm -hmm. like we used to use them as our tea diffuser, but now people are putting crystals in there. And I'm, I'm down for, you know, whatever anybody wants to do. I don't know that you necessarily need to drink water that's been, you know, wrapped around crystals, unless you know where your crystals have been and where they've been washed, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But I do feel strongly about keeping crystals around you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about taking a bath with crystal water? For sure. 100%. That'd be pretty fun. 100%. I'm just sitting here thinking about Edward walking in. If I was taking a bath, and I've got all these rocks in the bathtub. <laughs> but why not? Because you think about the purity uh, of, of mm-hmm. you know, bathing in a river that's full of mm-hmm. rocks. Yeah, I kind of love that. That's why I love the idea of literally just having a stone shower. Mm-hmm. Like my dream shower is just this open lit shower with stones and orchids growing like we've talked about this uh-huh. I just want orchids growing out of the walls in my shower 100 uh-huh. percent. i love that yeah and you know another thing that you can do as far as with crystals it's a real safe and simple process for using crystals it's just a visualization method so you have to visualize that you're getting a healing effect from the crystal and the deep belief and the focus on the crystal can help you get the positivity needed for recovery from asthma so if you're like well I don't have a crystal, have, you know, some of the crystals y'all mentioned, you can try the visualization method and, you know, read up on it and visualize the crystal in your mind because our mind is a powerful, powerful tool. Correct. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. So what was going to be your closing tagline for everything? Oh, happy (laughs) lungs, happy life. (laughs) Every episode now, friends, wait for the happy life. (laughs) Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at Two Pittas on a Pod.